I have created a freebie for you. 41 ways to teach your child entrepreneurial skills in your homeschool to help you take your homeschool to the next level. Link in the show notes. I am so excited to introduce Neutralite. This company has been around for 80 plus years. They were green before green was even a thing. They have the world's number one kids and adults vitamins and kids and adults probiotics. This company uses the power of plants from seed to product to nourish and support you and your family's immune systems so you can have fun and enjoy living life together. Don't spend another penny on low quality vitamins that invest more in advertisement than the product. Arm yourself with Neutralite vitamins and probiotics. With purchases over $99, there's free shipping. Stop losing sleep and time with your family and get back to life with Neutralite. Welcome back to the Homeschool Advantage Podcast. I'm your host, Bex Fuzzy. Today's guest is Elmarie Hyman, Hybrid School Interactive, full with small group classes where you get to pick what, where, and how your child wants to learn. These alternative education resources support self-directed learning and can be customized for each child nationally and internationally. These classes are held via interactive Zoom courses with live teachers, as well as in-person in Santa Clara and San Fernando Valley. Elmarie has a passion for student-centered and relationship-based education and and strives to accomplish that goal through means that go way beyond the textbook. She loves using projects, games, hands-on learning while teaching. This is all evident in the classes that she offers. For example, She developed a class called Where's the Money? Designed for teaching economics, finance, and entrepreneurship. In this episode, we talk about how homeschooling is designed to be individualized for every child. Also, how focusing on your child's learning needs rather than allowing societal pressures from family will remove that performance aspect and will allow you to relax and enjoy learning with your child. And also, why teaching financial literacy and life skills at this level is imperative. So go grab your coffee, go grab your tea and a pen and paper because you're not going to want to miss what Elmarie has to say. Let's get into the podcast. Elmarie, say hello to our guests and tell us what is a fun fact about grammar? Hi, everybody. It's so nice to be here. Thank you, Bex. I was... uh... Excited to come on here. Yeah, no, well, grammar, <laughs> everybody, if you think of grammar, you just want to run away the other direction, maybe, especially if you learned it a second language like myself, it was something else. So I have a teacher at Learn Me on the Book who teaches grammar in a very fun way. She comes up with all kinds of games. So she teaches the IEW uh, writing curriculum. And there's a section in there with banned words that you're not supposed to use, which is just like all these boring English words that you could totally make more interesting, you know, with more descriptive words. So she has like little bowling pins and a bowling ball and then kids play a game to like learn what the band words are. And it just sticks, you know, like you don't have to make it boring. <laughs> if you think it was boring, don't carry that across to your students or your kids. It's definitely possible to change that. That's awesome. Yeah, so <laughs> many games. <laughs> so you homeschooled your kids and then you created a learn beyond the book. Cup. 
Yeah, so basically I, I have four kids, so as I was homeschooling them, they had like a five-year gap between number two, the first two and the, the last two, and so I was like, oh my goodness, I can't get to everybody. Like, I I am like stretched way too thin. So I just started doing co-op with some friends. They would basically talk, you know, talk, teach, like one mom would teach, say, English, the other mom would teach maybe math. So we split the ages up, and then we would swap after a little while, and so each kid got taught by somebody who actually likes the subject, <laughs> and and we didn't have to like I didn't have to do everything. So over time, that just kept growing and growing. We added in science and social studies, and then we started doing art, and then we you know like more and more people added to it, and it just kept growing. And so eventually, they all were interested in paying with charter school funding, which means you have to start a business. And I was like. Yeah, I would love that. That's you know we all we had to get a location and everybody joined in and still some of the same moms were teaching the subjects because they were already great at it. And then over time it's just been growing. And and the reason why I really wanted to start it is because of the social community that it created. Because that's like a thing that people often think about when they think of homeschoolers. They think they're just these awkward people who don't have any idea how to uh, associate or to socialize with anybody. So we build community, like that's the main focus for me personally. Like I love community and also to have that for the kids. And so that was like one main motivation for me because my kids were very social. So I knew that they're going to want some friends and, you know, like we already have a network, but now every semester, it's like so fun every semester, like brand new people come by. I would have never met them. You know, now it's like a big community. So I love that part. I feel like homeschool has the wrong name. It should be called like adventure school or something like that. Yes, like, I agree. It really should because yeah. it's it's anything but home. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. yeah, people mostly are are trying to fight out some time to be home to actually do some paperwork for the charter school, but if they're in one or keeping some sort of records because they just are having the best experiential learning going on all the time. That's very true. Maybe that's what we call it: experiential education. Versus yes. homeschool, we should change the name like yeah. right now. Experiential education—that's yes. what homeschooling really is. Or student-centered education, you know? Yeah, because honestly, whenever you do hear home, what we associate with home is being in the house and you know, laid-backness and relaxed. And truthfully, this type of education is literally experiential, like kids parents everyone's learning together it's holistic it's mm-hmm. so very not what the stereotypes are in fact you have to be more social to be able to be part of this community because you are interacting with so many different age levels you're actually not just exposed to people your own age you're exposed yeah. to people at higher levels so you have to speak differently to them you have to behave differently as a child you need to know your manners you are going to go different places so you have to understand cultural differences within Mm -hmm. a small culture a subculture a large culture you know when you go vacationing there are rules and regulations you need to abide by if you're going to national parks you just can't do whatever you feel like it so there's so much more learning and experience that is required to be part of homeschooling that I think we just need to change it as of right now. 
done. Yeah. We've done it, Elmarie. It's called Experiential Learning for Student-Centered <laughs> Experiences. Done. Perfect. We just did it. <laughs> there you go. I know. So, I was actually just interviewing some some homeschool graduates for a, for like a documentary that I'm making. And the one was specifically saying like he would go to community college courses in high school and he would sit between the 40-year-old mom with a single mom with the three kids and some young person that was working at Starbucks and he was like 14. And he was like in there with these people and he had to like learn how to communicate and socialize with all those people so yeah very true <laughs> it is true it's a lot more it's a lot and and so funny you mentioned that because one of the other guys that i interviewed his son is 10 years old and he's taking college classes yeah my my own one son started when he was 10 I, they actually took my two kids were 12 and 10 and they went together with their friend who was also 12 and they took a, a video uh, editing, like special effects class because they were like, they were learning it all on their own in the free time. And then they got so good at it. I was like, well, where the heck are they going to learn anymore? So like, okay, maybe a college class. And they were actually bored in the class. They got A's and they were kind of like, they already taught themselves enough that they didn't even really need the class, which was hilarious to me. <laughs> oh my gosh, Elmarie, that is hysterical. You said that because the 10 year old, they don't want him in the college class because he's making all the adults look stupid because he's getting all A's and all the adults are getting dis discouraged. They're like, talk about quality education, right? I mean, oh myth gosh. debunked. This is it. We're mm -hmm. riding a wave, yeah. actual like accelerated and quality education. And we're just going to change the whole yeah. entire thing. Yes, we are. I agree. So <laughs> I agree. It's like the best of, it's the best of public and private school mixed with the best of homeschooling. I feel like, you know, when you have a learning center like Lamion Book, it's, it's basically like you come there for all the fun stuff that you would do at school anyway. And then you could stay home for all the other stuff that you don't want to deal with, you know, groups of people. It is. It's, it's awesome. Cool. So let's talk about you. Learn Beyond the Book. So how did you pick that name? Like that name is kind of cool. Learn Beyond the Book. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Basically what happened was I actually developed a finance curriculum and it was, you know, I called it Where's the Money? And it was all about like, you know, teaching kids about money. And so um, I had to come up with some business name to like sell this under. And so I was like, well, you're kind of like, we played a lot of games again in the, in the finance thing. And so I was like, well, it's like kind of learning beyond like what's in a book. And so I was like, okay, well, let's go and learn me on the book. It was like very, very like quick answer. And then by the time I started the, the learning center, I just had to use a name and I was like, well, that's already registered. That's already there. And it's exactly what we're doing. So why not? So it's kind of long, but people are so used to it now that we get all kinds of variations, I have to say. It's quite funny that some people call us. I had a landlord who could not remember the name for the life of him. He's like old guy, and he called it Dancing with the Books one day. And I was like, <laughs> I think I need to change the name. <laughs> <laughs> That's really that funny. Sounds great. <laughs> yeah, it was. So it's yeah. So it was kind of already there, and I just used it, and I, I just it just describes what we do because we're not textbook bound. We, we use textbooks sometimes in high school classes or whatever, but then the teachers use it as background to right. study stuff up. But yeah, we definitely focus on the hands-on and the experiential learning, like we were just talking about. So, so that's right. What that's all about right because life isn't lived in a textbook. <laughs> it's mm -hmm, just, it's just exactly. Not not live exactly. in a textbook and you gamify a lot of your stuff is that right like you use oh, games yeah. and yeah and and just swinging really quick back to your teaching finance like that's really huge financial literacy mm -hmm. is probably mm -hmm. one of the most needed 
things in this, I, agree. I don't know, society, this yeah. time period, this era, um, mm-hmm. understanding finances and how to operate them properly, especially now with all the different types of ways of having money. Honestly, I mean, like yeah. now we're in like digital money. I mean, it's just kind of crazy know. all the things that we're into right now. Kudos on you for teaching oh, that because thanks. it's super important. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so thank you for that. And like, what yeah. about gamifying? Talk about that. Like, how do you gamify all your Oh things? my gosh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I actually have like a few standard games that I've sent to all the teachers. Like, you know what? You can customize this to any subject. Like even something as simple as hangman. <laughs> you can come like, say you're in a science class. You learn a bunch of vocabulary words. You play hangman on the board and learn, you know, just remind the kids of the words. But that's like simple little games. But we have one class, uh, actually a bunch of different versions of it, where the kids learn history through Minecraft. So Minecraft, you wouldn't think of as a history program, but they they build, you know, the teacher teaches them like something like say one of them was kings and queens through Minecraft. So every week they would have a different king or queen and they would study that king or queen for, you know, a number of minutes. And she would go through a whole private presentation with slides and pictures and everything and then at the end of it they would build something from that era so that while they're building they're still kind of talking about it they're discussing like okay so you know how does a castle how did a castle look what parts of a castle you know so they learn without even really like knowing it they they just learn because it's so fun but we have other games obviously we have math games classes where you just practice your math facts with games or you learn things like, you know, positive and negative numbers. You just, I can go on for an hour about different games you can play to practice that just with simple cards, you know, like just a pack of cards. So I think it's the, the greatest thing that we could be so creative as homeschoolers, that we could just teach any subject any way we want that would help the kids. Not every kid learns that way, though. <laughs> I have to say, you know, I was so used to, to trying to do hands-on projects with my boys. And my daughter came along and she was like, as one day she's like, Mom, isn't there just a book I can read about this? <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, yes, there are. <laughs> That's how most kids learn. But like, so, like what they have, what they're forced to learn. Whether they learn like that or not, you know, that's, and I was just like, wow, everybody's so different, you know? I have to like adjust what I do with her. And, and she actually enjoyed reading some of the textbooks because she was like, she just wanted to have a simple, straightforward, no mummifying of a chicken and all this stuff, you know? So, yeah, so, but there's like, you can, with games, you can really get a lot of learning in without really noticing that kids, they, they don't even notice really that they're learning. It's That's so fun. cool. Yeah. So what is the focus of learn beyond the book? What's the overall focus of the school? Yeah. So basically we are like resource center for the parents. So they can come to us with questions. We do information meetings all the time. And there's some free recordings on our website that people can check out if they want to. So they can learn about homeschooling just in general. And then we also have the the classes for the kids. So kids almost it's almost like a little college for kids in a way because you have one and a half hour blocks pretty much per week for multitude of different classes. I mean, I think last time we had like 250-something classes for the semester, like over the locations in Zoom and everywhere. So it was basically the classes are 12 kids or less. So like really small, so the teacher intimately knows who the kids are, what they know and understand, and they can focus on what, you know, what they need. So it's basically like education at their level. So if someone comes in for math, they're not going to just go into a third grade math class. If they're in third grade, we're going to see where, they, where they're where they placed and whatever skills they need, and then we're putting them in that level. 
And so they're learning at the level that they're at and they can actually progress, otherwise it's over their head or they're bored, um, one, one or the other. So we have all the different subjects, the core ones like math, English, science, and social studies and PE. But then we also have like art and theater and video game design and, you know, all everything that we could think of or anybody ever asked for. We try to find a teacher that really loves that. So we have chess, we have, you know, like other PE, like every month you learn a different sport. There's just so many potential things. So, and during the pandemic, we had to go on Zoom, of course. We did Lego engineering on Zoom. It was quite a challenge, cooking. You know, so after the pandemic, we continued with those Zoom classes as well as going back in person. So, yeah, so that's mainly. And then we have social events and field trips. So we have, like, basically, like, the community part of it. And the community, again, is, is the most important thing, I think, to homeschoolers. It's like, if you don't have a community, you're going to give up at some point. Because if it gets rough and hard sometimes, you want to have some, somebody there. So it's, I love our community. It's just so great. Like it's so fan. true. It's so true. Yeah. Community is everything. It really is. Mm-hmm, like when mm-hmm. you have people to band with, you're able to exactly. do more than what you thought. It's amazing. It's kind of like when you go to the, to work out, right. And you're in this class with like 50 people and you really don't feel like working out, but Jill and Jane over there, they're <laughs> over there. They're like 80 years old and they're like, mm. And you're like, oh, yeah, I need to be better. Like them. So it just <laughs> pulls you. Yeah, it yes, just pulls you in totally. and then yeah, build a little family. So they can give you some advice. You totally. can help other people when they get, you know, when they're brand new. I yeah, love it's, that. It's very comforting. <laughs> it's like a little family. It is. We've often had like fundraisers or things for, for a family, maybe who has a hard time for oh, whatever wow. reason or bring meals to people who are sick or you know, like things that you normally expect from maybe a church family or something, but it's yeah. like this homeschool family is similar where it's like we care about each other and people really do like get together and, and help. And do and life have, together. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yes. Like life learning together. I love it. I like what you said earlier about holistic. I feel like that's exactly what it is. It's like you, it's sort of encompassing your your whole everything, you know, that's because awesome. the same way, way we treat the kids it's like actually they're little humans you know they're well, they are like these things that you move around <laughs> like sometimes in, in school it's, it seems like it's very detached from the humanity of the child so sometimes that's, yeah that's, that's awesome that's awesome so where can people connect with you where can they get your resources and you know find out more about learn beyond the book sure um yeah we have learnbeyondthebook.com is our website there's a ton of stuff on there. If you scroll all the way to the bottom on the homepage, there's a little button for new to homeschooling. And if you click on it, it has like a whole article about things you should do if you're new to it and then some recordings. And then also we have all the you know schedules for all the classes on there. And we also have Instagram, we have Twitter, we have Facebook. We mostly use Facebook and Instagram, honestly. Like I don't go on Twitter as much as I should probably, but, but uh, Instagram and, and Facebook is where we we post like sometimes even other events like the other day some some writing competition that I found out about so I just posted on Facebook because anybody any homeschooler can participate so and then we are also we have a meetup group that we post social events on but that's all kind of everything is on the website if you go to the website you can find the links to every other little platform that we're on Perfect. and then we also do have a YouTube channel so I'm actually busy recording specific videos that would be hopefully resources for parents, especially to help them with their homeschool journey and teaching them 
different ways of doing things because there's so many different ways of doing it. Perfect. Different options. Yeah. Maybe yeah. some of this game. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'll put all those links in, in your show notes. Iman, it's okay. been really awesome having you on the podcast today. Is yeah. there one big takeaway you'd want to leave with families from our conversation today? Yeah, you know, like I always say this when I do my information meetings too, is that don't think of homeschooling as an event. It's a journey. It's just like parenting. When you first start out, you're going to not know what you're doing or you can think you know what you're doing and then you're going to find out you don't know. And then you're going to keep changing as you're going along. And every time your child changes, you're going to change. And the the more rigid you are, the less fun you're going to have. Like if you can go with the flow and realize that there's a hundred different ways of doing it and none of them are right or wrong, depending on, it just depends on your situation then you totally have the best time um, and learn with your kids. Don't feel like you have to know everything. You you totally learn with them, like you said earlier, too. It's, I, I think I feel like I finally have an education. <laughs> After having homeschooled my kids <laughs> in school, I just did it like a parent just to get through, to get the grades, and then now I actually understand it. So, yeah, I, I think, honestly, just it's a journey, and don't yeah. be too hard on yourself, you know. Just take it as it comes. Awesome. Elmarie, thank you so much for coming on today. It's been awesome having you. It was really nice to be here. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. If you love the conversations we're having here on the Homeschool Advantage podcast, follow or subscribe our podcast to stay in the loop and never miss this amazing content. And please highly consider taking a minute to leave a positive rating and review to help others like you discover this show. See you next time.